What is up, guys, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, on today's show. Also, John Kegley as well, the Chargers Encyclopedia. This episode is brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays, and you can also see an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with the condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly during the season. And now this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys, and welcome into the show today. We have a big one this weekend. The Chargers are going up against the Buccaneers, and we have a bunch to get into, and it's going to start with the injury report because if we're talking about the Chargers, that almost always starts with the injury report, and there's a lot of big names on the Chargers side of things. Not a lot has gotten better for them throughout the week, but there are a couple good signs on there, and for the Buccaneers side, there are some really, really big names on their side as well, so we'll get into that. Before getting into our keys for success, we're going to start with the offensive side of the ball this week, getting into what the Chargers offense needs to do, going up against a very good Tampa Bay defense, and then wrap things up But at the end of the show with the defensive keys for success, and also get into our game and bowl predictions. But let's go ahead and get into it. We have received the injury report for Thursday in the Los Angeles Chargers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers have big names that are questionable for Sunday's game. This is Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogmeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. One of the key storylines for the Chargers seemingly every season is health and having some big-name players be injured, but the Chargers this week have some players who are banged up and have not been able to participate in practice. Once again, there is some good news on the list because Justin Jackson has been practicing this week after not practicing in a few weeks. Joey Bosa has gotten better as the week progressed, but David, the story is still the offensive line with this team because Brian Bulaga has not practiced either day this week, and neither has Trey Turner. Two big offseason acquisitions and now we're going into another week against a very good defensive front and we don't know if either of these guys are going to play yeah it's very troublesome that the right side of the Chargers offensive line is not probably going to be there on Sunday against a defense that averages four sacks per game it's definitely not going to instill much confidence going into this game on Sunday. But the Chargers will also most likely be without Mike Williams, who did not practice either day this week with a hamstring injury. And also Tyrod Taylor did not practice either day this week. But some good news, Joey Bosa went from not participating in practice to a limited participant, and that's definitely good news. I always felt like this... Uh, I always felt like him not practicing earlier in the week was just an effort to make sure that the Chargers can take care of him and get him to Sunday as healthy as possible. Definitely a big game. They need him out there. It's going to be very important that he is. Also, like you mentioned, Daniel, very good news. Uh, Justin Jackson seems like he is going to be back for the Chargers on Sunday after missing some time, as well as Nick Vigil. So you get some more depth uh, at the linebacker position. Two guys that are definitely going to be needed. It's definitely an all-hands-on-deck game game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
it is if the Chargers want to avoid going one and three and they're going up against a pretty good team to try and get it done against. But with Mike Williams, this team has had a wide receiver three problem over the last couple of seasons. Now who is going to step up to be that wide receiver two? I mean, right now it looks like Jalen Guyton, but he has just two catches on the year. That's not very inspiring, but the Chargers do get their three-headed monster back at running back and Jackson brings a different skill set than those other two guys. Probably the most elusive running back they have in open space. So we'll see what he can do. But the Buccaneers, David, had a lot of big names on the list. I mean, some of the guys on here, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Scotty Miller, Jason Pierre-Paul. These are guys that have been very big for this Tampa Bay Bucks team so far this season. And it looks like some of these guys might not play on Sunday, which would be a huge break for the Chargers. It would be a massive break because there are a couple of guys on this list that you mentioned that are instrumental to this Bucks team and their success. Chris Godwin, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, out with a hamstring injury. He definitely looks like he is not going to be playing on Sunday against the Chargers. Their wide receiver three, Scotty Miller, is also on there. He, with a hip groin injury, not practicing at all this week, he's most likely going to miss on Sunday. And then you have Jason Pierre-Paul on the defensive side, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL for a very long time. He has been on the injury report with a knee injury, but he did practice in limited part in a limited capacity on Wednesday. But on Thursday, that turned into a did not participate. Anytime you get worse later on in the week with the injury status, it does not bode well for you playing on Sunday. But however, Jason Pierre-Paul, like I mentioned, is a veteran. So this could be just them getting him rest and getting him to Sunday as healthy as they possibly can. No matter what, there is a lot of names on that do not participate list for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and pretty much all of them are very important. Also, Sean Murphy Bunting, their starting nickel corner, was also a limited participant in practice. So a lot of very important guys that are very injured, and we'll have to see who is going to be able to suit up on Sunday. And we talked to Tampa Bay expert David Harrison, and one of the things he told us about this team is that they are not very deep. So this could be a huge issue for the Buccaneers this weekend, missing some of their premier talent, having to use their fourth and fifth wide receivers potentially, and having a backup edge rusher come in that doesn't have quite the potency of Jason Pierre-Paul. So I think those will all play factors this weekend. Another move the Chargers ended up making on Thursday was they ended up signing another player to their practice squad to bring the number to 15. This time it's an offensive lineman, Ryan Hunter, who was actually with the Chiefs last year during their Super Bowl run. It makes you wonder how they feel about the offensive line and their injuries. Hopefully none of these are more serious than they seem because it definitely seems like the Chargers are adding some extra bodies to the position. But we do have two more segments to get into because we have to get into our keys for success before wrapping the show up with our game and bold prediction for this weekend's game. But first, this episode is brought to you by Pepsi, made for football watching. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they will join another league, the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. This episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. If you guys need any kind of auto part, there's only one place to go where you can get it the quickest and the cheapest, and that is rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other more important things like a mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? 
at Rock Auto, you're going to get the best inventory. And the best part is they're going to ship it directly to your house. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that they have available for your car or truck. And write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, guys, well, it's time to get into our keys for success for this weekend's game coming up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And for the Chargers offense, this is going to be their stiffest test yet. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been one of the better defensive units so far this NFL season. They're good against the run. They have really good linebackers. They're pretty good against the pass as well. I mean, there's not a bunch of weak spots for this defense. Maybe some will open up with the injuries. But, John, this is Justin Herbert's biggest test so far, and obviously he will be a key part of why the Chargers either win or lose this weekend. So when you're looking at your keys for success for this Chargers offense, where are you going first? I'm going with setting up the screen game. You need to be able to hammer the ball up the middle, be successful with a simple run between the guards and the center, or even between the the guards and the tackles. But you still need to be able to establish the run inside so that you can establish the screen game outside. Tampa Bay's defense has had trouble stopping the screen game. It could be a wide receiver screen or a running back screen. Either way, they struggle covering it. But if you can't establish the run, then that means they can leave guys on the outside to cover the screen and not worry about you beating them up the middle. With this defensive line that includes the Dominican Sioux, you're going to have some trouble establishing the run up the middle. But at the same time, if you just get four or five yards, it helps a lot. Yeah, and that's one of my keys going into this game is just to manage that down and distance and to limit the pass rush, and I'll get more into that. But one of the ways to do that effectively is to be able to run the football. I mean, you do not want to be predictable and be in obvious passing down situations against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense where they can pin their ears back and just get after Justin Herbert. And that's worst case scenario for this weekend. You have to be able to protect him. You want to be able to keep him away from early mistakes if you can. But David, I think this is going to come down to Justin Herbert and not turning the ball over. Obviously, it goes for everybody else as well, but he's the one that has the ball in his hands every single snap. And over his first two career games, he has three turnovers so far, two interceptions and a fumble last week. And the Bucks defense has turned the ball over six times already this season, four interceptions, and they forced three fumbles and recovered two of those so obviously that's been the one knock on Justin Herbert so far is just a couple of bad interceptions one in each week so I think you can't get into the keys offensively unless you're talking about the Chargers limiting their turnovers and that starts with Justin Herbert no question about it you have to limit the turnovers especially against this defense who is very opportunistic I mean if you watch the tape you see blocked punts you see uh, them sacking the quarterback in the in the end zone for safeties you see them take advantage of a lot of opportunities to turn the ball over and get their offense back on the football field so you absolutely have to have a clean game and that's not just interceptions or the turnovers it's also the penalties as well limit the penalties do not give them more opportunities on the offensive side you got to protect the ball and you know for me it one of my keys to success on the offensive side is get a lead get a first half lead against Tom Brady Tom Brady is three and 12 when he is trailing at halftime all time so he does not work very well with adversity and you need to have a Green Bay Packers type of game in this one where the Chargers get up and they get that confidence going early Tom Brady's only been behind 15 times at halftime in his career that's 
an absolutely wild statistic. I wouldn't say Brady's bad with adversity because adversity also means chilling in the fourth quarter, and he's been really good at that. But it's more of what the other team can do. If you're leading Tom Brady at halftime, you have newfound confidence in yourself. And if you let a bad sure. team stick around, they do things. And I think that's where Brady tends to mess up at halftime is the other team has more confidence now, and now they're coming at you twice as fast than they did the first half. Are you calling the Chargers a bad team? Um, are we going to hide something here? I mean, one and two should should have lost to the Bengals. I mean, we're not good. Well, fair enough. I mean, I think that for the Chargers, it's just being able to score throughout the game, right? I mean, it just seems like there's times where they just go so long without getting a score. And I think for this team specifically, John, I think it has to be some big plays. I know for this game, you're going to have to take what the defense gives you for the most part. I mean, Drew Brees just picked him apart with six and seven yard passes a lot of the times. And I think Justin Herbert has shown a proclivity to go for those type of throws if he can in these games. And, you know, take seven yards on first down if he can to Hunter Henry. Take eight yards to Keenan Allen when he has it. But I think this team has really struggled to actually find that big boy that turns into a touchdown. I mean, the Chargers have put up plenty of long drives that... You know, some have ended in points, some haven't ended in points, but you need a big splash play somewhere. And the other thing about it is, is when teams that put the ball deep in the air against the Buccaneers, yes, they are opportunistic. But another thing is, is they get penalized a lot as well. So if you can flip the field 40 yards with a pass interference play because your guy's open and they're trying to grab onto Jalen Guyton as he runs past them, which we haven't seen him do very much, but you get the point. I mean, I think, John, the Chargers need some explosiveness because they've had these long drives, but they haven't had the one big touchdown or something, a quick strike, as you could say. And that, I think, has hurt them this year. It has. And again, this goes back to the running game. Tampa Bay will run will rush three or four, and they will drop everyone back, which is going to be hard to complete a big play on. But if you establish the running game, guys tend to stick up a little bit farther. Guys tend to peek in the backfield, and that gives you chances for those big plays. And if you can set up a one-on-one situation somewhere or even just hit someone just in the middle of a zone just right because people were peeking in the backfield and left a little bit of a gap there, you will get those big plays. And preferably, it's probably going to be Hunter Henry that gets that. If you can do a play action and keep the linebackers in just a little bit, Hunter Henry can sneak behind him for like a 15, 20-yard catch and run. Stuff like that will be your splash play. Are you going to get a 60-yard touchdown pass? Probably not. But as you mentioned, pass interference is something that could really happen this game. They do like to grab onto guys when they're trailing. But you have to be willing to call that play first. You can't get a 40-yard pass interference if nobody on your team is running 40 yards. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and I know that that's just something that Justin Herbert hasn't been great at so far. It would look a lot better if they didn't have that offensive pass interference last week with Mike Williams. I will tell you that because then his numbers would look a lot more formidable going deep. But I think as of now, he's two out of nine on deep passes so far. So I want to see the Chargers be able to do something like that because it really just hasn't happened for them so far but David do you have any other keys for your offense that you want to get into before we flip it over to the defense yeah it's definitely attack through the air uh you know there's some vulnerabilities there with the corners in the secondary you love the the safeties that they have but I think there's going to be some opportunities to target these corners they gave up a hundred plus to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson also they were a little bit vulnerable against Alvin Kamara gave up five for 50 and also Jared Cook, the tight end, went for five 
receptions for 80 yards. So definitely target them through the air and do that with Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a momentum guy. You get him comfortable, you get him excited, you get him fed early, then he's going to take over a, a ball game. In week two, he went for seven for 96, and in week three, 13 for 132 and a touchdown. Keep feeding Keenan Allen, good things will come. Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more Joe Reed, too. I mean, I think he has one carry still so far this season and went for eight yards. I think he's another guy that, I mean, Taysom Hill had some success against the Buccaneers, too. Obviously, Joe Reed's not Taysom Hill, but I think you have a place against a really good defense for a gadget player like that. I'd like to see them also get some players in better catch-and-run situations where you can find some yards after the catch. But there's a lot of things the Chargers are going to have to do right to compete against this defense this weekend because the Buccaneers are nothing to slouch about. But, I mean, it's all going to start with Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers will go as far as Justin Herbert goes, but I find the only way he will be successful is to go back to what John was saying about being able to run the football. I mean, I don't think the Chargers run the ball 20 times for 45 yards in this game they're going to win it I think it's as simple as that I mean it makes the play action more effective it makes the pass rush less effective when you're being able to run the ball but I think the key matchups here will be hey if Jason Pierre Paul can't play are you able to double team Shaquille Barrett or pay him more attention and the other one is Vita Vea against this interior offensive line for the Chargers that's a mismatch for the Buccaneers, who also have some very athletic linebackers. That matchup between them and Austin Eckler should be a key theme for this game as well. But we do have another side of the ball to get into. We need to get into our keys for success defensively before getting into our bold and game predictions. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best new product from the people who brought you Built Bar, and it's Built Go Energy, which makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Go every day, and they're easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. They're really easy. They're really quick. They all taste great. You can put them in your golf bag to power through the back nine, or you can put it in your pocket just to get through the day. And right now, they have three flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. My favorite is the peanut butter honey, and Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein collagen protein is fast absorbing so it gets into the system fast plus it's easy on the stomach right now we have an offer for our listeners if you guys go to visit builtgo.com and use the promo code locked you'll get 30 percent off your order that's promo code locked at b-u-i-l-t-g-o.com for 30 for 30 percent off at builtgo.com All right, guys, well, now it's time to get into the defensive side of things for the Chargers. And the Chargers defense has been pretty good this season. I mean, they're one of the top scoring defenses so far this season. Obviously, when you hold Patrick Mahomes to 23 points, that's also nice, too, when you see what he did to the Ravens defense. But they have a new challenge this week with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. And this is an offense that has actually been pretty good. They haven't been super exciting so far, David, but I do think they're going to bring up some problems for this Chargers defense who is down a few players. So when you're looking at the defensive side of things, where are you going for your first key for success? Well, I think you watch the tape on on this offense that the Bucks are deploying, and you see a lot of a Tom Brady type of offense there. A, a lot of those short three- to five-yard outs, a lot of those routes that try to get the ball out of his hands quickly and let the, the receivers run a little bit and get into more manageable down and distances. So my key to success on the defensive side is to protect the boundaries. They're going to do that a lot. They're going to try to set up the deep shot by you know death by a thousand paper cuts they're going to try to lull you to sleep and you cannot be lulled to sleep you absolutely have to expect that they're going to take a few shots they have 
taken a few shots in every game this year. They're going to do that again this time. But make sure to protect the boundaries. That is a large portion of this offense. Yeah, definitely. And I think I have one that kind of piggybacks off of that. I mean, in the broad sense, it's just creating turnovers. I mean, something we heard the Chargers coaching staff talk about all year, John, and you were quick to say, you know, it's one thing to talk about it and it's another thing to do it. And that has been the case for this Chargers defense so far. I mean, they get two in the first game against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but they haven't had a single turnover defensively since then. And I think one of the ways you can do that against Tom Brady is something that happened to him week one against the New Orleans Saints, where he tries to throw a little route like that. Janoris Jenkins is sitting on it and he picks it and takes it to the house. So I don't think you can really force a lot of turnovers unless you take some chances. The Chargers have been awful with turnovers so far this year. John and I think somebody's gonna have to risk it this weekend like you're gonna have to do some risky things that might make you uncomfortable you're gonna have to try to potentially guess on a route if if you think you know what's coming but I think that's something that's gonna have to happen for the Chargers this weekend because I don't think if they don't get a takeaway in this game it really lessens how much I think that they can win I 100% agree and the kind of plays that Tom Brady will mess up on are ones that you jump routes on Brady will read your defense and think he has something, but if you know for sure that the route that that receiver is about to run is the route you think it is, you jump it. Take your chance. You're not going to beat Tom Brady by being conservative and playing a numbers game. you got to be the aggressive one yourself. With this def- with our defense, we can do a 50-50 here. you can, you got to be aggressive still and still send some blitz with some man coverage type of stuff, but... The bend, don't break defense type of plays can be sprinkled in around there because those are the ones that you're going to get more of the interceptions on. Brady tends to loft balls to where you can get either an incompletion or his own guy can get it. So man coverage is usually hard to get interceptions on Brady. But if you jump around on a zone play, something the Chargers aren't really good at doing, but if you can do it, that's where you're going to get your pick sixes, your interceptions. But none of that works without a pass rush. You have to be getting in on Brady. You have to make him want to extend the play by rolling out of the pocket, which he doesn't make that many plays out of the pocket, but if he extends the plays, you give him a chance, and he will find somebody if somebody is there. If you keep him in the pocket and get on him, make him want to throw the ball away, make it second and 10, third and 10, you have a way better chance at stopping this offense. But if it's third and three and they can use any of their running backs, even if Fournette misses the game, they still got Jones, and they still got McCoy. They have weapons at running back still. And if they have third and three, dump it off to a running back, run the ball, wide receiver screen they like to do sometimes. Even though they're going to be missing their leading wide receiver yards-wise, who loves to do the wide receiver screens, they have other options there too. Yeah, yeah. but also, John, another way that the Chargers can get turnovers in this game is by fumbles. Tom Brady has fumbled three times a season, once in every single game that they played. So he has a propensity to get rid of, or let go of the football. So he has a propensity to let go of the football. So that's definitely an, a way that the Chargers can get those turnovers that they so desperately have been lacking, and they definitely need them if they're going to win this football game. And you're not going to knock the ball out of Tom Brady's hands unless you're getting to him, right? And that was the problem the last time the Chargers played against Tom Brady in the playoffs is they just couldn't get there. He was getting rid of it so quick. He was able to just really keep that pass rush at bay to the point where Joey Bosa is running past him and saying stop throwing the ball so quickly. So it's going to be easier said than done, but I think historically what works against Brady is not just 
getting pressure with four because he has carved up people who blitz him. He always knows where the hot read is. He always knows where the right person to go is. And I think if you can get pressure with four, but more importantly, get pressure up the middle, whether it's Jerry Tillery on the inside or it's Joey Bosa lining up on the inside, even Limbaugh Joseph, I think that's something that has always really made him uncomfortable and makes him want to throw the ball away if he can. So I think that'll be very, very important for this game. I mean, you guys are taking all of the things I had for the defensive side of the ball. But I do think one way that the, I think one thing that the Chargers have to do in this game is controlling the line of scrimmage, John. And we've had this conversation so many times about, you know, the Chargers losing at the line of scrimmage. And what did Tom Brady do last time? Obviously, it was a different team, but he just kept running the football. And even though the Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't been good at running the football, even though Leonard Fournette could be out for this game, were any of us afraid of Mike Davis? I mean, it doesn't really matter. If the other team's offensive line is controlling the line of scrimmage and the other team can get four or five yards whenever they want, it's going to be a problem. And there was too many times last week where Jerry Tillery was getting ridden off of the line of scrimmage a couple of yards back without you know having Justin Jones, who's a dominant run stuffer, on the inside. I think that is going to play a huge factor in this game, John. As always, it starts in the trenches. And I think if the Chargers can control the line of scrimmage defensively, they will have a lot more success. Well, Tampa Bay drafted the guy I wanted the Chargers to draft in Tristan Wirth. So yeah. that's one really good guy on the offensive line right there that you're going to have to not really attack. You're going to have to just leave your worst guy on him and attack the other side of the line. You're going to have to attack the Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet side. I mean, are they are they horrible? Not really. But I'd rather attack that side than the Tristan Wirth side. It's and, a pretty solid line overall. Yeah, uh, overall, yeah. But you got to attack the uh the weakest of the strengths if you will but when you come to the charters offensive line I mean, you're basically put together with duct tape really and some toothpicks it's like mm-hmm. an arts and craft project this tampa bay offensive line is still what it was when it came out of the package it's right. maybe got it's got like maybe a few repairs you can add to it like if you bought a model at the store and you want to add a little paint to it to make it look a little bit better sure you can do that to that offensive There's line some but it's continuity looks- there though it still looks like what it came out of the package. It's still nice and fresh, and you have to somehow get through this. But you don't have to do it with a four-man rush. If you send the blitz, somehow, some way, draw it up, make do some twists, do some schemes. If you send the blitz, you'll get in. They're not the best group when it comes to the IQ. Tom Brady teaches them a lot of things, but he teaches them a lot of things they forget some things you can see in the game film there's sometimes where they mess up on the assignment they're talking to each other after like no you were got you had that guy no i had that guy it's just so confusing with them sometimes but it's always on blitzing plays that they do that so you got to drop some kind of a scheme blitz well i think some blitzes will be okay but it's just that's not been the formula to beating brady in the past because then if you do blitz he finds his hot read the running back now you got a guy in open space and have to be you know willing to let this chargers team go and make a tackle in open space which has always been a predicament but david before we get into the prediction is there anything quickly you want to throw in for the keys for success on the defense yeah the last thing i'll throw in is just shut down the pass i mean they're definitely going to be looking to to throw the football in every single football game that they've played this year they have thrown the ball at least 10 more times than they have ran it so they're really only trying to run the ball to set up the pass so definitely look to shut down the pass that is the number one weapon of their offense which i'm sure will be a lot easier said than done but hey we'll see if we get 
a big Desmond King game this week. But let's get into our bold prediction. So, John, we'll start with you this week. What's your bold prediction for this game? I'm going to say special teams steps up and we get a blocked field goal in this game. I'll, I'll even go bird. I'll say it's two blocked field goals in this game. Oh, yeah, they have given up a blocked field goal so far this year already. So that's something to watch for. Uh, David, where are you going with it? For me, my bold prediction is that Keenan Allen is going to stay hot and he's going to have one of his best games of his NFL career. 15 catches, 160 yards, and two touchdowns. Well, my bold prediction is going to come with the offensive side of the ball as well. And for a team that stops the run very well, I'm going to say against the Buccaneers this weekend, I think they're going to run all over them. I think that the Chargers are going to amass 180-plus rushing yards between Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, and also Justin Jackson, who's coming back this week, and also three touchdowns for those guys as well. The Chargers will have the highest-scoring game they have this season. We'll see if it's enough, and it's time to see if it's enough in our game prediction. So, John, where are you going with your prediction this week? And I'm sure you have a history lesson for us as well. Yeah, with our um, distant learning, I definitely have history lessons for you all. So, all time, the Chargers actually do really good against Tampa Bay. The Chargers are 8-3 and three all time against Tampa Bay, and they are 5-1 and one all time in Tampa Bay. But the last two matchups, the Chargers have dropped to Tampa Bay, including the last home game against the last away game at Tampa Bay was also a loss, the only loss. And if you guys remember the last game against Tampa Bay, it was Jameis Winston constantly breaking out of sacks and somehow, some way pulling out a win against us, even though the pass rush was just on point, just couldn't finish it. The one time, right? The one time we get in, we can't finish it. But this week, I have a hard time believing that with our offensive line, we're going to be able to give Herbert the time he needs to make plays. I think this is going to be the second in a row the Chargers drop in Tampa Bay, and I'm going to go Tampa Bay 34 to Chargers 17. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I had a good feeling about this game earlier on in the week, and then as the injuries progressed and I just watched more of Tampa Bay, I started feeling less good about it. David, you are optimistic. Are you picking the Chargers to win in this game? No, I'm not, unfortunately. As much as I'd love to, I still have to look at this logically. And for the Chargers, there's just a couple things that they need to show me before I can pick them to win the game. Show me you can protect the football. Show me you can take the ball away. And show me you can score in the red zone. Until you can do that, I'm not sure I can pick them to win a single game. So... I do think it's going to be close because all Charger games are that the defense is too good. They're going to keep them in the football game, but I do have them losing 21 17. Yeah, it sucks. I think this game is going to be close. If it ended up losing by, you know, more than seven, if it ended up being a 10 point game, it wouldn't really surprise me a lot just because I have a lot of reservations going into this game. I mean, I can make it a key to success for Justin Herbert to not get sacked and to not turn the ball over, but unfortunately, my powers don't work when the game actually starts. So, I think this game causes a lot of problems for the Chargers, and I think Justin Herbert could have a rough one in this one and could turn the ball over again. So I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. I'm going to say the final score is 31-24 to Tampa Bay. I think the Chargers get something going late, but I think some early mistakes are going to come back and bite them again. But let's all hope that we're all wrong, right? I mean, this is the type of game the Chargers, we all write them off and they come back and win, kind of like the Green Bay Packers game. Well, your, uh, your score prediction just barely meets the criteria for a Charger loss, too. 
with the Chargers scoring 24. If you had done anything of 25 or above, the Chargers have never lost a Tampa Bay scoring 25 or more points. Well, that seems just about perfect then. So, hey, let's hope for 28, you know, and it sounds like the Chargers might be able to wrap this thing up this weekend. I do, one way or the other, even if there are some turnovers, I do think it'll be the best Chargers point output of the season going up against the best defense they've seen this season. So there is that. Maybe that's a bold prediction. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Hopefully Herbert goes crazy this weekend and we can come back here on Monday and talk about a Chargers victory. And then you guys can call in post game and give us your reactions. Locked on Chargers voicemail line is 323-524-7924 and we try to get every Chargers voicemail on the show. If you don't already, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Locked on LAC and to like the Facebook page Locked on Chargers as well as checking out our other show chargers domination live which will be airing on facebook on saturday night but that is going to do it for today's show guys we will be back with you on monday until then take it easy and go bolts